Hey friends, it's Jana and Ashley. Welcome back to season two of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. The Bad Batch debuts tomorrow, and we had the chance to interview the star, the man behind the clones, Dee Bradley Baker. We also heard from Jennifer Corbett and Brad Rao, who write and produce for the show. Marvel also blessed us today with a new sizzle reel that revealed footage of the Eternals and their upcoming Phase 4 slate through 2023, which contained official names for Captain Marvel 2 and Black Panther 2. And a lot of emotions because they had Stan Lee narrating, so, you know, my poor heart. There's a lot to discuss today, but before we get started, if you're new here or haven't already, we would love it if you subscribed, left us a rating on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks. And the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. So let's start with our interview with the legendary, I mean, he's pretty much Star Wars you know, royalty at this point, D. Bradley <laughs> he really Baker. Is. I mean, I think when I wrote in my interview, I basically was like, he's, I mean, I feel like he's touched every single brand property animated series ever. I mean, he's, he's voiced everything. Yes. I tried to put in just a handful. So people would be like, oh, well, if you don't recognize his name, which I kind of feel like you should, but I was like, if you don't recognize the name, at least you'll recognize a cartoon that he's been in. And I was like, I mean, it's literally, the list is ridiculous. Right. I think he's done more voices than any other voice actor at this point. Mm -hmm. If if he hasn't, I need somebody to show me who's done more because I couldn't find it. I think that's what I was, I read about him, but yeah, yeah. Um, it was so cool getting to talk to him because he is the clones, right? He's voiced every animated clone since we got mm-hmm. animated clones. And mm-hmm. the Bad Batch is such a unique group of clone characters that he, you know, he shared that he really had some fun with these guys because instead of having to kind of keep the vocals tight and, you know, uh, very close to each other as far as like not trying to deviate too much between the different regs as the bad batch calls them but this time you know these guys are different right they're different sizes they're different shapes they have different personalities and he said it was a lot of fun and it was actually easier to do than to do the you know the other clones that are very similar to each other which actually kind of surprised me i in my head it would make sense to have the other clones be easier to do because they are so similar. And so I was surprised when he said it was actually easier to do the Bad Batch than the regular clone troopers. Uh, so that was kind of a fun little fact that he shared with us. Yes. And I love how Jennifer and Brad both were saying how awesome of an experience it is to watch him work because he's reading through this scenes and, you know, 90% of the show, it's it's him. It's just him. Mm-hmm. So He's literally in the booth talking to himself and it's, it's hilarious. Like they said, it it was so cool to watch and they were just like, they were in awe of it. And I, I get in awe thinking about it because, you know, these scenes, like they're dialoguing really fast. So for him to be able to, you know, go from Hunter to Wrecker to Crosshair without missing a beat, like, wow, you know, it's insane. Obviously he's 
madly skilled and he's been doing this for years, you know, and going back and forth from character to character. But it just, in my head, like if, if somebody were to hand me that script and be like, hey, can you do a couple of characters? Even if I had the wherewithal to be able to voice more than one character, I mean, voice a character, let's be honest, but then voice more than one character and to sit there and have to go back and forth and back and forth, I, I'm positive I couldn't do it. Like that's just not a skill set I have. And I loved that he said when he was describing going back and forth, he was saying he sees it like he's jumping from rock to rock, like within a, within a stream. And so he basically can just kind of see that rock coming ahead. And so he kind of jumps to it. And that's how he sort of visualizes the characters. But I was still like, dude, there's no, like, there's no way you would hand me that. And I, I would be struggling between two characters, let alone five. <laughs> I just, it <laughs> blows me away. It's, it's gotta be fascinating to watch him work. Seriously. And then in some scenes it's more than five, right? Cause like they go to Camino in the premiere. And oh yeah. Then there's the regular clones that they. Sure. <laughs> and what's funny is the regular clones don't really like the bad batch. So he's literally making fun of himself when he's <laughs> voicing the other ones. <laughs> Can you imagine? I also love that, you know, he shared who his favorite clone is. I thought that might be like picking a child, but he loves all I mean, of them, but he has a favorite. He- it's true, but he did say it was kind of like picking a child, but he did have one that he, that kind of stood out to him, so. It's all right, you can talk to me, I don't, it's fine, I'm here. You know. <laughs> yes, and that's one that you and I both like as well. Um, it's true. But he definitely said that, that that's the one that made his list because he's the most opposite of who uh, Dee Bradley Baker is as a person. Yes. <laughs> Which yes. is hilarious because that tells me a lot about him in real life, you know. And when you watch Wrecker in the show, he is kind of like a child. I mean, well, we I, talked about him the other day. We kind of called him, he's like Wreck-It Ralph. He just wants to like beat things up and have a good time. Like he just wants I, to have fun. I would say Wrecker is simple. Not simple in a, is a good way to put not it. Not in a demeaning way, but like a simple character who likes simple things. Like yeah. he likes wrecking things. He likes using ammunition. He mm-hmm. wants to like have some fun. Like there's nothing really too complex about him. Like basically what you see is what you get with Wrecker. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, too, because D. Bradley Baker had mentioned in our interview, he said one of the things that he likes about Wreckers, he's so honest and clear. Like, he's yes. just, what you see is what you get. A hundred percent. There's nothing complex. Yeah, simple is a good way to put it. It's a very, that's a good description. We also learned, um, as you know, we stan Dave Filoni, but we mm, learned mm-hmm. what it was like for... Jennifer Corbett, who's worked on Star Wars Resistance with him, and Brad Rao, who did some Rebel stuff. You know, they've worked with him in the past, but what it was like actually working on this project with him. And it's funny because it, with the way they spoke about him reminds me of how people kind of speak about us when it comes to, like, Marvel knowledge. <laughs> like, they were blown away. It's like a master class in Star Wars when you have to sit and talk with Dave Filoni, right? And that's how it is when we these breakdowns or you know we guest appearance on other people's podcasts because they're like you know what you're talking about so I just imagine like how cool it would be to actually sit in a room and do a writing workshop with Filoni 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's it was so cool getting to chat with them and, you know, learning more about these clones because it was, you know, we've got our reviews for you. Yeah. Yep. They'll be up uh, both our interviews and then our reviews of the show. It's always fun for me when we're interviewing people who are basically fangirling and fanboying the people they work with because they look up to them so much. And that was clearly the case with both Brad and Jennifer regarding Dave Filoni. Yes. Uh, they both were just like, oh, such a great guy. So good to work with. Um, and then Brad was saying how he'd missed out on working with him the first time the opportunity presented itself because he was doing something else and just, you know, couldn't make time for it. Couldn't, couldn't join the, the force, <laughs> um, uh. the Clone Wars force. And so the next time that opportunity presented itself, he made sure to jump on that train you know, so it's just really interesting, I think, from, you know, our perspective when we hear those things. And, you know, we're always like, ooh, Dave Filoni's genius. And so when you hear people who work with him on the regular also saying those types of things, you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I feel like that's how we would be. We'd be like mouth gaped open. Just mm, wow. mm-hmm. you're so cool. Oh, no. <laughs> You know what, though? I don't know, because we did hang out with him on the escalator that day. That's true, but... I don't know. We had a nice conversation. There was no, like, drooling or mouth wide open. We, you know... Yeah, I mean, I I think he's super cool. He was super nice. But just being able to talk Star Wars with someone on that level, I think, would be the the wow yeah right like for and sure. not just like in a casual we're in line for security you know <laughs> tech, but like 100 oh we're working on a new star wars project and how are we going to bring these characters to life and because Ugh. you know the bad batch like ahsoka like these are all like from dave filoni right he yeah the bad batch has had a long journey it started out as unfinished scenes from the clone wars when the clone wars was originally mm-hmm. canceled then it was, you know, aired for Star Wars fans at Star Wars Celebration, still in its rough animation form, and fans really liked it. And then it kind of just sat there. And then we finally get these guys when Clone Wars came back for season seven. And yeah, it's just, it's cool to see yeah. that progress. But like, could you imagine like having to work on something that he created? So like Ahsoka, like we came into the writing room for the upcoming Disney Plus series Ahsoka, like. Ahsoka is Dave Filoni and Dave Filoni is Ahsoka. Like, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> it would be so fun and possibly a little intimidating to take on characters that are like his brainchild, you know? I, I mean... I would love, love to hear him talk about it, you know? I feel like it would be more than a little intimidating, but yes. <laughs> I I mean, personally, I, I don't know how I would function in that room, to be quite honest. That's yeah. fair. That's totally fair. Have you ever watched New Girl? Oh, yeah. You know the episode when Prince is in the show? <laughs> and he, he says yes. to them, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't give you like the proper time to freak out. Like, I feel like that's <laughs> what would have to happen. Like, Dave Filoni would have to be like, okay, Jana and Ashley, we're working on Ahsoka together. And then he's going to say, and I'm going to give you your minute to like freak out, meltdown, scream, shout, whatever you need to do. And I, we would just say, okay, take it out of your system. And mm-hmm. then he closes mm-hmm. the door. He closes the door at Skywalker Ranch. And we proceed to be like, 
oh my god and like freak out <laughs> and then he comes back in and we're all like oh yeah no we're cool cool let's talk ahsoka we're ready <laughs> dad i mean that sounds about right actually i think you'd have I mean, to do that right that's how it would go absolutely oh, for sure <laughs> otherwise we'd just be sitting there the whole time like fidgeting like oh my god i'm in the room oh my god we're working on this oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> Yeah, so that's yeah, what happens that. when nerds get invited to things like that. That's I'm also nerding out, and I know you are too, about the phase four costumes of these Marvel oh, characters. So good, so good. Yes, yes. This Marvel. I'm loving... There was set photos of that, and I was like, "Holy cow! It looks mm-hmm. so good." Yeah, and I'm loving that they're doing a lot of the, like, comic book roots of the costumes and, you know, kind of sticking with those themes. I like, I mean, I like that. I'm here for it. I like that, too, because they're too cheesy, but. Right. They're so iconic. And I get it that some of them are a little hard to, to bring to the screen and it look, you know, realistic enough. But, like, what they did with Zemo's jacket that everybody loves, right? Zemo wears purple on it. And one comic book, he's got like the fur, but it's like around the shoulders and not a collar. Mm-hmm. So they took that look, but they put it on the collar of the jacket. And now, you know, the rest is history. Everybody wants the jacket. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure else. we sold we sold five on our Twitter party this morning and it doesn't even exist. Exactly. So <laughs> just saying. But yeah, no, the Miss Marvel costume looks so, so good. Um, we've seen Hawkeye. And Kate Bishop, but we also got to look at Echo, who's in the Hawkeye show. Yep. And Echo, if you don't know, is a superheroine who's skilled in martial arts, acrobatics, has photographic reflexes, and a whole bunch of other things. She is one of the few Marvel characters who's also deaf. In the comics, so this is important because these are some upcoming things that we know about. In the comics, she Mm. has ties to Moon Knight, Daredevil, Secret Invasion, and so many more. She even at one time used the mantle of Ronan, which is what Hawkeye was kind of uh, masquerading as himself at the beginning of Avengers Endgame. And she eventually passed that on to Hawkeye. So uh, if they go with that storyline, I'm thinking maybe we'll see what Hawkeye was up to mm-hmm. when he trained to become this like ninja warrior guy that we saw in Endgame. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. There could be some tie ins there. I'm OK with that. Totally okay with that. And with Moon Knight, hello. Yes. Yes. Which I saw has started filming. They're overseas filming Moon Knight right now. Nice. So yay. Nice. Bring on the Marvel content. Film all the things. Mm. Yes. So that sizzle reel this morning. Holy cow. So many emotions. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm, Stanley. I know. I so I got Breaking my heart, Marvel. Hearing. Yeah, like I at full I'll fully admit this that if I'm watching something Disney related and they have Walt's voice like playing over top of whatever I'm looking at, I get emotional about it. So when the sizzle reel dropped and Stan Lee started talking, you could hear his voice and he's talking about unity and what Marvel means and it's a fan. I was like, oh, okay stan like i was like no i'm not trying to cry this morning marvel what are you doing save it for loki okay man they (laughs) drop some of this stuff at the most inopportune times i tell you 
you're all about to have a good day and the next thing you know you're bawling on your you know desk and you're like what why yep because they you know and then i think too because well the point of the sizzle reel was to you know talk about theaters and the theater experience and it just made me sad because i was so miss it so it was like so many like so many feels too many feels for a monday okay too many sad feels for a monday i will say way too many but despite all the emotional stuff we did get some new dates for movies and confirmed dates new, or reconfirmed slash dates. confirmed yeah yeah mm-hmm. and we got our first look at the eternals like an oh, actual we did. look we at the did. eternals yes not an actual trailer that some people were talking about online, but just a, a snippet. And we saw what they'll look like. So that was, I mean, I'll take it. But yeah, I'm looking at this mm-hmm. list and I'm going, ooh, liking this. Liking this. Yes. I wonder for the Eternals if we're going to get a trailer now soon-ish. If they're, they showed that little like smidgen, I wonder yeah. if we're going to get a trailer. Or, I mean, not a trailer, not a full trailer, a teaser. Something. Like a teaser, yeah. It seems like timing-wise we should. It's Mm -hmm. coming out in November. Yeah. We've gotten a Shang-Chi trailer. Yeah, I would think in the next, I don't know, Memorial Day weekend maybe? Oh, maybe. I feel like... (laughs) Like, huh. Pretty soon. Yeah. Like, within maybe the next month or so? I don't know. I I feel like it has to be. Maybe we should look to see if anybody in the cast has a birthday coming up. And they'll do yeah, like we they should. did for uh, Simu. Be like, for, for Simu, yeah, exactly. It's a good point. We'll have to do some research. Hmm. A little deep dive into uh, Eternals casting and dates that might make mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. We but... also got the official titles for Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2. So the former is going to be Wakanda Forever. Which I'm in we... love with, by the way. I'm so excited about that title. Same. Same. And then Captain Marvel 2 will be called The Marvels. And that's exciting because the S, the way it's stylized, that's Miss mm-hmm. Marvel's S. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, yeah, so I, that pretty much confirms that she'll be in the movie as well as Monica. We're going to have three basically Captain Marvels uh, <laughs> together. Yes. Yes. And I'm so excited about it. Yeah, and then the last one they snuck in there uh, did not show a date, but they snuck that no, little. But they uh, confirmed it. Yes, and that would be fantastic. Fantastic four. four. Yep. And yeah, considering Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three has has a release date for May fifth, twenty twenty three, I'm thinking Fantastic Four must be in twenty twenty three sometime. I would, so if I were a betting person, assuming nothing gets all mucked up with schedules from, you know, pandemics and weirdness like that, if Guardians is May, I would wager a bet that Fantastic Four is going to be July. Yes. But we also have Blade, which they didn't put up there, but we know it's being developed. They even have, you know, an actor for it. It's true. But that's exciting because... I mean, I suppose it could be September. I feel like Fantastic Four would be like a good summer movie. Yeah, I agree. And then I wonder what would be the big one for December. Yeah. Or Blade would I mean, be they good could for October. Se- yeah, I was like, they could have a September release too. True. But I feel like the Fantastic Four would be like a good summer release that's 
a little like lighter kid friendly because Blade isn't really. Yeah, it's definitely darker. Like, yeah, I, I was going to say it's not that it's not kid friendly, but it's not like like Fantastic Four. You could take like your family to right, like Ant-Man. Like those are both kind of more, you know, kind of family friendly. You, you know, Black Panther's probably a little bit more on that. Right. Could be like middle schoolish side. Like I wouldn't let my eighth graders go watch Blade. <laughs> <laughs> like, right well especially if it's like the same tone as the other blade right. movies right cause... well and yeah, sure of course like who knows like if they're going to have a different you know kind of feel to it then that's you know a whole other discussion but if it if it runs kind of in the same darkness that the original one did then yeah that's a hard pass but i could just see where then for summer, something like the Fantastic Four is a better fit as a big, yeah. you know, summer blockbuster. I think out of all of them, I mean, obviously I'm excited for every single one, but I feel like Fantastic Four, when people saw that, they kind of freaked out the most about it because as we know from our friends who tweet with us on Mondays, like mm-hmm. Fantastic Four fans have been begging for a good Fantastic Four movie. Not that the original, and I say originals, I mean like with Chris Evans originals. Like, yeah, <laughs> they weren't the worst I've ever seen, but they I certainly mean... were not the best. <laughs> I mean, they're better sure. than the reboot version that came out with Michael B. Jordan. They Truth. are still and slightly they are better. better. Okay, and remind me to come back to a Michael B. Jordan story for you in a minute because this is funny. But um, they're also better than most of the things DC's ever put out. So, I mean, there's that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I is that hard to do? I mean, I mean, it shouldn't be, but they're still think, terrible. So I don't I, know what this says. I mean, I know what it says, <laughs> but it's just awful. Like, how is this Dude, such a disaster? <laughs> That's how I always describe Wonder Woman when people are like, but it's better than the other DC movies. I'm like, yeah, but how much better do you need to be to be better than that? Like, not much. It's like, it's a cold and DC movies are flus. Like, yeah, it's slightly better, but you still don't want to be sick. Like, it's just, yeah, no. So, yeah, but I mean, at least we get Chris Evans in it. So there's redemption, at least, right? Do we, though? Is that confirmed? I mean, Chris Evans in Fantastic Four, like the original one. Oh, the original. Oh, I thought you meant in the new one. I was like, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Uh, no, but that'd be <laughs> hilarious. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Come I was on. like, hold, please. I was like, I did not hear that. I was like, I did not get the memo. <laughs> no, yes, I'm the still, original one. I'm still campaigning for uh, John Krasinski to be Reed Richards. Um, please. Join me please, on the hill. Please of mm-hmm. John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Um, no, yeah, no, I meant the original one. No, I don't see him coming yeah. back for Fantastic Four at all. That sounds fantastic. I'm I'm good for, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good for not having Chris Evans in the remake as much as I love Chris Evans. I was just confused because I was like, um, I missed that memo. <laughs> it's like, how did I miss that memo? But dude, I would have totally texted you if I like found out Chris Evans was going to be in some random film. I, like I said, I'm just saying I was really confused for a hot <laughs> moment because I was like, um, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I was like, I, I don't know how I missed this. Okay. So funny Michael B. Jordan story. So we've had this discussion before how our husbands have like no idea who actors are. So that's true. 
Our fans probably have no idea about my funny. I ran into Michael B. Jordan in the airport story. So literally the, the long, like literally ran into Michael B. Jordan. So the, the short story is I was on my phone, not paying attention, literally walked into his bag in the security for the international terminal at LAX, dropped my stuff because I'm a complete idiot. I bend over to pick it up. He is a actually very polite, nice, kind gentleman and bent over also to pick up my stuff that I dropped. And on the way up, we basically make eye contact. I'm completely mortified. I'm all like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, hey, thanks for picking up my stuff, you know? And he pauses for a moment. I'm sure expecting me to be like, oh my God, it's Michael B. Jordan. Can we take a picture? And I'm like in my head, like, oh my God, it's Michael B. Jordan. I literally just ran into him. I am a complete and utter moron. And completely mortified, right? Like, so I just like take my things and I kind of like, you know, hover to myself. He goes in one of the lanes to put his things through the security scanner. I go in the other one, go about our way, whatever. Okay. So anyway, this happens. I love telling this story because it's kind of ridiculously absurd. And, you know, my friends are all like, oh my God, did you get a picture? And I was like, no, I wanted to die. I wanted to crawl in a hole and pretend I didn't exist. No, I did not ask the man I ran into for a photo. (laughs) And so my husband's heard this story and he thinks it's hilarious because I'm an idiot and I ran into whatever. Yeah. So like literally this is like two nights ago. I think this was Friday night. We were watching TV and there was an ad on um, maybe Amazon Prime or something for that without remorse movie that he's going to be in. And I was like, oh, look at that. It's the hot guy I ran into. And he's like, who? And I was like, Michael B. Jordan, right there on the screen. He goes, that's the guy you ran into in the airport? And I was like, yes. And he was like, oh, he's like, how did you miss him? I was like, exactly. Thank you. I was like, because I wasn't paying attention. That's how I missed him. Yes. But like my husband doesn't know who people are, right? Like I, it, it just, right. yeah. This is why we have each other because my husband is the same way. And then I'll yeah. be like, Oh, this person, da 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 da. And he's like, who? What would I know him from? That's what he always says. Or if he wants to ask me a question about someone, he'll be like, that guy in that one thing that we watched. Super yeah. helpful. I watch a lot of I mean, stuff this on a was... daily basis. What are you speaking about? <laughs> For real. But I mean, this was like, what, three years ago now? But yeah, he had no idea who this person was I'm so, until I so literally just happened to be sitting, you know, it, it came on the screen. And I just happened to think of it. And he was sitting next to me when I said it. And he was like, oh, oh, that's the guy you ran into? I'm like, yes. How many other Michael B. Jordans do you know? Like, yeah, that's the dude right there. He's like, none, because I don't care to know. (laughs) No, he knows none. And then he was like, he could see that he's clearly like not a tiny man. You know, he's pretty jacked. He's like, and he's just kind of like, how did you run into him? And I was like, (laughs) Good question. Good question. Because <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to where I was going, okay? So the <laughs> moral of out, today's podcast listeners is to always yes. watch where you're walking, especially in the airport. Especially so, LAX the day after the Academy Awards ceremony. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So eyes up, listeners. Eyes up. <laughs> so you don't have a mortifying yes. run-in. With Michael B. Jordan. Literal run-in. <laughs> yes, a literal run-in. But yeah, I was like, seriously, honey? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, those men of ours, they're so special. Mm-hmm. They are so funny. 
Well, I think that's it for today's bugle. Yeah, I think that's it. We've, uh, I mean, that's a lot to cover. Yeah, we're going to link to our interviews and our reviews of The Bad Batch. If you have an embarrassing celebrity story, we'd love to hear it. Is it as bad as Janice? Absolutely. I can't be the only person that's ever run into a celebrity literally, right? Please, somebody tell me you have an embarrassing story. (laughs) Yeah, so if you have an embarrassing story, please share it with us because... Jana needs, you know, somebody on her side. Yeah. That's you know, and if you so. don't just make one up, that's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> we won't know. So you you can totally make it up and we'll believe you. you know, it's fine. And if you don't have one, let us know who you would want to run into in the airport accidentally. Chris Who Evans. would you want to come face to face with when you... Oh, yeah. That was a really fast answer, Ashley. <laughs> it's like you've thought about this or something. But who, mean, would, maybe who would it be fun to run into? And you end up you know, face-to-face with when you bend over to pick up your things and they're nice enough to help you after you've walked into them. Chris Evans, followed by Tom Hiddleston. (laughs) Oh, yes. (gasps) Yeah, Tom would be great. Any of the Toms, any British Tom. If you're British and an actor and a hot Tom, please. Well, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. Join us next week as we break down the Bad Batch episode three, um, I'm sure there'll be some more exciting Marvel news. Fingers crossed for an Eternals trailer. Whatever's going down, we will have it covered for you here. As always, if you see anything you want to share with us, tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine and at that Ashley Arendt. Until next time, geeks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for more geeky goodness.